Hello and welcome to the final draft preview episode for 2020 on the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano. Joining me as always is Alex Miller. We're taking a trip around the country in this episode. We're going to Tasmania. We're going to New South Wales. We're going to Queensland. We're even going to the Northern Territory. We're going everywhere. Just in case you thought it was over, we're still here. We're still talking rubbish about the draft, but there's lots of exciting boys to get through. We've been having good fun with this Vic Metro, South Australia, Perth, and now we get to the Allies. Very exciting times, Cap. Alex Doherty, the A3 bus might need a bit of a refuel if we're uh, going, on a, going on a trip this long. I heard the uh, fuel prices in the uh, Northern Territory were pretty cheap. Uh, <laughs> so, Let's uh, make a stop in Alice before we continue on our way. <laughs> Bloody but, earth, it's $1.50 down here, Doc. We're nearly home. We're nearly home, though. <laughs> we are nearly home. Uh, this episode is going to contain a lot of Academy <clears throat> picks because, obviously, the, uh, the various other states do have mostly Academy selections coming through. Um, but there are none better in the Academy in this draft, Miller, than a young man by the name of Braden Campbell from the Swans. Yes, very, very exciting midfield, this man. Uh, he's got something that everyone's looking at, Doc and Cat. They're looking, especially the Dons, mm. are looking at him. They want to place a bid, Cat. Do you see a bid coming in from Adrian? I do. I do definitely see a bid coming in. Um, yeah. In the very first Phantom draft that I read, from this draft, uh, <laughs> it was listed as the Bombers bidding on both Braden Campbell and Lockie <laughs> Jones, which, honest to God, wouldn't surprise me if we bid on, on two or more kids in that 7, 8, and 9. Um, but... Where, 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 where's my uh, mock draft? Yeah, I, I, I've, got, I've got them doing the same thing, too. There you go. Doc's got it down, too. Um, no, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if we uh, did go after Campbell. And um, for good reason. He's a fantastic, as you said... Miller, fantastic midfield uh, type, has a lot of the attributes already, which look like he's ready to play in the league. Uh, can hit the scoreboard, you know, fantastic uh, field kick, um, good on the inside and on the outside. So, uh, what can't this kid do, dog? Well, uh, it doesn't doesn't look like. I'm just reading his stats here. He's not a, not a big uh, possession accumulator. Only averaged uh, just under 16 touches for um, the Swans Academy team last year, and in, in, as an under 18. But um, oh look, I don't, th- I don't think accumulation is mu- mu- a big issue, considering mm. the fact what he does is 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 an impact per possession kind of player. He's very good with his disposal, very capable of hitting the scoreboard as well. He averaged two goals a game last season. Um, it reminds me a bit of uh, Stevens, who was drafted to the Swans last year a little bit. Ooh, as a player yeah. style. Because Stevens wasn't a massive accumulator, Doc, was he? No, he was more more of that kind of you know classy kind of player. He, if he if you get the football in his hands, he makes something happen. Yeah. So, so I don't. I reckon those two would be a beautiful little duo for years to come for the Swans. Because he, he'd say he'd end up at the Swans, won't he, Doc? Oh, he he will. There's no doubt that no matter where a bid comes, you you'd, you'd suspect. <laughs> It'll be late in the top 10, uh, preferably Essendon, because Adrian Dodoro <laughs> loves to uh, mess around with the other clubs and, yes. uh, try, and try to make them sweat. Uh, I, I think, I think a, a bid will come in around seven or eight for mine. I think he's, he's a good top 10 player, very, very quick. He's, he's got very good decision-making ability as well. So I, I, I think he, it'll be interesting to see where he fits in in the grand scheme of things at Sydney uh, next year. I think he'll play a lot of games. Um, but yeah. probably not 
right away in the middle. He'll probably be playing more more across half forward, mm. where, where where you know his kicking skills will probably be put to good use. <clears throat> yeah, but um, I don't I don't know, boys. I'm I'm, I'm just an outsider looking in because uh, <laughs> S- S- Sydney fans won't take Bulldogs to play like me. That's <laughs> uh, a good call. That's a good call. <laughs> I'm just, having a look, I'm just having a look at the calculations here to try and here figure out uh, the Swans. The Swans should have enough picks to uh, match a bid in the first round, but it would definitely inconvenience the rest of their draft crop. They do have that 34, 37, 43, which when you add all those together, uh, adds up to about a, I think that's a just over a thousand. It's about yeah, 1,200 or something, which is enough to match. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a pick uh, a pick eight or something like that. Um, but they would like to keep those later picks because there's plenty of guys around that middle of second round that uh, the Swans could still be looking at. But they can basically match it wherever it comes. You you reckon you reckon another another bid will come for Errol Golden as well. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll actually talk about him in a sec. Yeah, let's but, let's let's talk about Errol as well while we're on the Swans Academy. Because uh, where do you get the name from? That's where I want to know. Uh, Errol. Pro- pro- probably, who's, who's sang that song? Who's, was it Australian Crawl that sang that sang Errol? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So his parents are big, big Australian Crawl fans. You reckon, Doc? Uh, uh, yes, I, I reckon they are. And, uh, and, 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 and look, that's not that's not a knock because I think Australian Crawl is a really great uh, Australian band. I thought they were a big fan of the series My Name Is Earl. I just spelt it wrong. And, uh, Earl birth certificate. So they told they told the doctor his name was. Was Earl, but the doctor uh, wrote it as Errol. He'd had a couple of uh, sleeping tablets and wrote it Errol. And, uh, here we are. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, no, it, it was Australian Crawl that sang Errol. Uh, I, oh, I, I'm, con- I'm convinced that, that that's how they got it. Let's he's talk another, about him as a player. He's not one of those smaller, uh, smaller types. Only one seventy-five, so not quite Caleb Daniel Jarvis penis size, but he is uh, is a small sort of player. Can play in a lot of different positions. Um, it yeah. looks like really, really smart sort of player. Uh, loves to run, uh, hits up targets really well across the field. Doc, so I think they can really play him anywhere they want to. The Swans, if they yeah. uh, pick him up. Yeah, he looks like he ticks a lot of boxes here. I mean, he's very quick off the mark. He's got great vision in terms of um, how how he finds a target, and his his class with the footy in hand as well is is what's going to um, uh, I guess prompt other clubs. To uh, have a bid on him, mm, yeah. uh, where, where, do you, where do you see a bid f- falling on on Gordon? Because he, he could go seriously anywhere from around that fifth, that fifteen mark, mm. all the way all the way to the start of the second round. Yeah. Well, look, the Swans would absolutely be hoping that he goes in that second round because they're going to be really really scrambling for those picks if he comes earlier than that, or have to go in a deficit for next year, which I'm sure they wouldn't want to, given that they'll probably finish around the bottom four again next year and would rather their picks stay uh, in the top five. I reckon Melbourne would put a bid on him at 19 or 18 or wherever their picks get bumped down to, some bullshit at 20, 22, whatever. <laughs> uh, I think they'll put a bid on him around that mark, mm. Doc. I think um, they're pretty keen on him. So, But yeah, mid-forward operator, really like the way he goes about it. He's definitely got something and uh, would definitely help um, some midfield forwards mm. that are looking for support. I think if the D's bid on him, they can just, just match that uh, with the, I think, I don't think they get the, dis- oh no, because it's, if it's still first round, they still get a 20% discount. Yeah. So they should be able to match that 
Um, it was a Christmas sale, but it's a first round sale. <laughs> Any earlier than that, and they might be in trouble. The Swans. Yeah. He, he, he averaged 27 disposals for the, for the Swans Academy in the NAB League last year. And, oh, yeah. and, also, and also kicked four goals from, from just three matches. So I, I think you, you, look at, you look at that form guide. Obviously, I, didn't, I, I, I don't think they, you saw a lot of, lot of game time this year. I don't know exactly what the situation is up there in New South Wales. <laughs> but um, it's it, chill. It, um, <laughs> is there yeah. any chance that obviously uh, he's a obviously he's a New South Wales boy? Is there any chance that the Giants try and place a bid on at that fifteen? No, I have no. no chance at all. Zero I, chance. I reckon they could just no. just just a no. <laughs> Alex Miller says not. No deal. Says Alex. No deal. I, say I think they could do with a few uh, uh, smarter players around the ground. The Giants. If, he, if they want to ruin his career, they'll be sure to take him. So. Uh, <laughs> Him up, uh, pissed him off. No, I don't, I don't know if they have him. too many great smalls over there at GWS. <laughs> they don't, they don't. They've got poor Brent Daniels, is the lone <laughs> little rabbit by himself, and he's doing everything he can to make the Giants relevant, but they'll miss out on the eight next year. Alex Davies, anyway. who I want to talk about, Doc. This is a guy that I have fallen in love with since you know I first started covering the draft. He's going to end up at the Suns, obviously, <laughs> but since birth, since birth. <laughs> <laughs> Since he stepped onto the scene, uh, he's going to end up at the Suns. But I really like what he's going to offer to a midfield core. Uh, you know, if Will Phillips ends up there as well, that's going to be a beautiful future. Davies, Phillips, Rao, Anderson, Took Miller. Uh, you know, he really, really would make the perfect addition to that midfield group. He's the quintessential big bodied midfielder. Um, I think he'll be the guy that will be. Uh, once Greenwood, well, Hugh Greenwood obviously yeah. is already on the older side, but he'll come right in for him, I think, and be that big body to cover the likes of Raul and Anderson and it's a great all them. Um, he's, the, he's the missing link, really. I think at, at that point, Gold Coast have the core of their midfield group all together. You'd pretty much, if you were going to compare him to someone in the AFL, you would say Hugh Greenwood, really, with his strong in and under play style. Mm. I think str- maybe he... Uh, Maybe he might work on his tackling a little bit more, but in terms of size and strength, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say Hugh Green was probably one of the best tacklers in the competition right now. So, and and look, it's not 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 trying to discredit Alex Davies, but he only averaged three and a half for the uh, the Suns Academy team uh, last yeah. year. Probably more of a Paddy Cripps than body size, yeah. big boy. He, he's he's quite he's quite good on the inside. He's and he, and his ability to extract the footy out and, and dish it off to the outside players yeah. is is probably what's going to is probably what's going to make him really really stand out. Uh, I think if anything that benefits the likes of uh, Raul and Anderson and even Lockie Weller uh, because they don't have to do the extracting. They've got this kid who's the absolute machine on the inside. <laughs> I don't I don't think Matt Rao cares to be honest. He, if, <laughs> if, 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 if he sees ball, he's he's just going to get the ball and say, "Boys, get out of the way." <laughs> Matt I'm says, launching, please move. I'm launching oh. inside 50. Matt <laughs> says, please move, boys. I'm coming through to get the footy. Uh, <laughs> out of the way. But yeah, we, we like this guy. And I wonder where he'll fall realistically. Or, or where I've he'll seen, get a bid, sorry. I've seen some just outside of top 10 uh, bids. But also, uh, he, I think the Suns are able to just land him in... Uh, yeah. Pre-draft. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say he's, he, he, it says here he's a pre. He can he can go as a pre-listed son. So yeah. no, no one no one will have to bid for him. And he's just uh, straight onto the list. And which is, they're laughing all the way home. And 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 Stuart and Stuart Jew will be sitting in his office with a packet of donuts and he's just laughing. 
They won't even need to look at the draft on draft day, the Suns. I don't think they even need to show up. They just get their, get their first pick and then they're out of there. Get, get Will Phillips and piss off. And they're done. Um, I, look, I, I think... I think if um, they took away the pre-listing, I think a bid certainly would go around the top fifteen. Mm. I think he's, I think he's a, I think he's a really strong body inside mid, and his his composure as well in 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 congestion is just so it's understated. I think it's very much it's, a valued commodity in the ex- modern era. People people think of inside players like oh yeah see ball get ball and uh, yeah good luck to you, but I think it's it's how you, it's 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 what you do it's what you do with it next I think is what the um is what the outsiders really don't take into consideration and I think Davies brings that in spades. Yeah, that's a great call. While we're on the Suns Academy, Joel Jeffrey is the other one who uh, is also eligible to be Academy oh. pre-listed for the Suns. They're just they're just getting them in for free. Like I said, they don't even have to worry about it. <laughs> Uh, but this this kid is a uh, bit of an undersized key position player from the sounds of it. Can play as a genuine swingman. Uh, has played both in the forward and back line in his under-18s. Uh, and it sounds like you're a big fan of this kid as well, Miller. Oh, well, Joel. <laughs> Joel, Joel, Joel. This man is going to be an absolute pillar for the Suns for the future. It reminds me of Sam Day, Cat, early days, mm. like you said, can play either end. He's got good hands, a bit undersized, but he's got really good hands, can kick the ball very well. And his decision-making for a big big guy is very good as well. So I really like Joel Jeffries. He's had a great year um, for, I think he's playing for Northern Territory or somebody. I think he was he's like... been, been in the in the NT Thunder, playing for Northern Territory, also playing for the Suns Academy team as well. Yeah, okay. Um, so I, I've really liked what he's done. Uh, I really... I reckon he would be a top 20 pick if they didn't have that pre-whatever pick-me-up, take-me-home, back-to-Gold Coast supplement <laughs> selection. But the, the, really pre, love... the, the pre-pick-me-up. <laughs> the pre-pre's. But I really like Joel Jeffrey, Doc. And I think, um, you know, as a forward back, I reckon he'd be great down back to support um, Sam Collins, Caleb Graham, and the likes of, uh, you know, Charlie Ballard. Yeah, I think that's probably the, the the best thing about Joel Jeffrey is that you can put him in in any role really. I mean, he's yeah. he's not he's not bad at, he's not bad as a target up forward as well, and that that athleticism is 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 quite quick off the mark, and he's and he's got good agility as well. So that means he can he can he can really play a number of roles. Um, his endurance level is probably not the best. He recorded seven thirty in the um the two k time trial. So there's probably it's, it's not it, it's pretty slow compared to some of the other chaps that we have covered. Um, and uh, look, I, I think I reckon you, you could see a bid for him in the twenties if we didn't do this pre-list uh, take me home sort of stuff. That, that, that's actually that's such a great term. I love it. Um, well, it's true. But um, I, I think that, that they've got a good they've got a good play on their hands in, and once once he builds that strength, he's very very skinny at eighty kilos. Once he gets that strength to his game, I think he'll be a very, very uh, capable player. Could fill in for Sam Day for when he eventually retires. Yeah, mm. I think so, definitely. It's a terrific call. Well, they've got some of the other young boys on their list that are looking to slot into the uh, that sort of role as well. Patrick Murtagh, I know, has been really highly rated this off-season. So, could see him in the forward line and uh, <laughs> and Jeffrey in the back line. Not bad, eh, Cap? Yeah, it's a good future for them. We're up in the Northern Territory at the moment, so let's stick with the NT boys. And here's a guy that Alex Miller will be absolutely 
drooling over, frothing over. He's coming to Richmond. Another Rioli in the books. Morris Rioli Jr. It'll Alex Miller. It won't take much for him to be uh, better than Daniel if, you're, uh, if you listen to <laughs> Alex Miller's ramblings every week. I was going to say, Doc, now we can finally trade Danny Rioli because we're getting Morris in. <laughs> now we can get rid of Dan. So, well, this guy, um, you know, the name speaks for itself, Cat. Very, very much follows the same line as, um, you know, everyone else in the family. Mm. Amazingly gifted forward athletically, um, like a, almost like a little. Jack in the box, the way he moves, he gets, he's got good forward sense, good goal sense. Still very raw. Reminds me a little bit of our early mosquito cat in terms of mm. his draft, sort of where he's at. But I'll tell you what, four, three five years time, uh, he could be an electric lightning bolt in the yeah. uh, Richmond forward line to come. So he looks like he looks like he could be not, molded not, a not, bit. <laughs> not that you needed another uh, lightning bolt in that forward line already, Miller. <laughs> well, when it's when it's a Rioli, I think it's a bit different. Um, but yeah, he looks like he could be molded to be very much like his uh, his uncle Cyril. Um, seems to have a lot of the same sort of qualities, but as we said, a bit more raw, um, but even faster. Yeah, as yeah. you're saying, than Cyril. So it could be more of a pacier type. Um, but has the same level of goal sense, has the same level of uh, tackling pressure uh, that uh, very much typified Cyril's career. Absolutely. And it sounds like also Cat athletically, he actually has a pretty good tank for his age. Mm, Probably yeah. better than what Cyril had at his peak. So, you know, while, yeah, pretty much like Mosquito, I'd say physically all the attributes are there. They can run, they can jump. Uh, the the amazing skill to run with the ball, but just that, you know, game sense, he's been run down quite a few times in tackles and uh, he's definitely got the pressure there, Doc. So I'm very, 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 very excited. I, I was just going to say, uh, he averaged 6.3 tackles for the, uh, the, 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 NT, the NT in the uh, NAB league last year, but that was only in three games. So it's only, only a small sample of what he can actually bring, but his forward presence is, is his forward pressure is just absolutely elite. And I think, yeah, not not like Richmond are absolutely bereft of any uh, pressure forwards, but I think once once he gets the um that sort of oh what's the word the sort of continuity in his game yeah I think he's going to be he'll, he'll be such a he'll be such a great pickup for you for you guys I think uh where where, where do you see him going boys because I'm I'm hearing that he'll probably be going late uh, mm. it doesn't look like unless there's uh something freakish like what happened with Mosquito, where he got bit on a lot earlier than the Hawks were expecting him to, I think he'll find his way pretty easily to the Tigers, maybe in about the third round or so. Uh, I I think we have pick 36, 61, 79. I reckon reckon he could go rookie. Yeah, he could even slip all the way through, yeah. Um, It just depends, I guess, if any clubs are willing to. Obviously, Frio know that he wants to go to Victoria, so I don't think you'd have any worries about... uh, Western Australian teams uh, trying to get in on that. But well, I could probably snag him, Cat, even at 108 if no bids come in. Well, that's it. Well, you don't even need to use the pick. You can just yeah. Yeah, take him as a rookie. Um, um, but I could six. see someone like, I don't know, Melbourne trying to have a go at him. Yeah, if anyone would, it'd be those bastards over there. <laughs> so, uh, so, so just before we move on, boys, I know you. I know you. You're both a big fan of the OYO test, but he recorded a twenty point five, which I think is. Yes. Pretty, uh, I think I think it goes a little bit unnoticed for a 
players like uh, Ma- Ma- Morris Rioli Jr. Who Smile, like, Doc, on Cat's face. And that, yeah, yeah. He loves it. He, he absolutely lo- loves it. <laughs> I want to see you, Cat, running the yo-yo test next year at the combine, <laughs> and you'll have so much fun. You'll be like a little king in shit. You'll be I'd, be lucky. I'd be lucky to get about a six, I reckon. Oh, no, little over 20. You'd be telling them how to do it. You'd be, you'd be the master of it, mate. Yeah, tell them how to do it from the sidelines. I'll have the whistle in my mouth and uh... <laughs> run harder, son. Uh, <laughs> but actually Al- doing it. Al- Alex Catalano is a PE teacher, and he's going to be just running yo-yo tests every week. <laughs> oh, those poor kids. Now, Doc, I've got a guy. Man, you were pretty high on Tasmanian fellow, Ooh, Jackson. Hello. Jackson, is it? How do you say it? Is it Callow? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Callow, but uh, don't take okay. my word. Don't take my word on it. We really uh, like this guy, Doc. What's the biggest thing that jumps off the page about this young man? Uh, it's his it's his strength and his um set shots, uh, Miller. I think he's one probably one of the best set shot uh, kickers in yep. this in this draft crop. We've got a few good key position forwards anyway in in this draft, but I think Callow's the kind of player that you, you can sort of you can almost put your money on to to put it home from wherever he sits. Yeah, uh, he's he's kick, I was researching a little bit last night. Uh, Twenty four goals from fourteen games for Tasmania wow. last year in the NAB League. So he. he he definitely knows how to kick a goal and his, his leading patterns as well. Very, very underrated. I think he's uh, one of those, he's a traditional key forward. So he, he knows where to go and he's a, he, he's got that. He's already got the strength as well. So he could, he can really um, crash and bash as well. If, if he really sets his, uh, sets his mind to it. Yep. Uh, what do you, what do you reckon Miller? I think it's pretty spot on pretty much what you said there, Doc. I think I really like his set shot kicking and he's got, he can help out, you know, key forward stocks in the future to come. So that's something that I really like about him. And I think, uh, you know, also the Tasmanian forward, key forwards always seem to produce some star talent. So let's hope this man's on the same track. Yeah, they've been a bit, it's been a bit lean uh, getting drafted out of Tasmania recently. Last year, there were only a yeah. couple of players. Mitch O'Neill, probably the big one. Um, but then 2018, there was. No Tassie kids, so no, that all um, been a little been a little bit since some genuine talents come out of Tasmania. What's going uh, on? So, what, what's going on in Tasmania? Eh? I don't know. They're, they're just not they're just not getting the kids out. <laughs> there's another there's another guy, boys. I just want to talk about quickly is uh, James Rowe, sort of mature age. I think he's 21, coming into mm. the draft and uh, a small forward uh, cat that many clubs are looking at. The Dogs and uh, Essendon and Fremantle are all very interested in this young man. Oh, okay. I really like what he has. He's got some suitors, uh, but as a mature age, I reckon he could fall uh, maybe in the rookie draft or even uh, maybe a bit fifth, fourth round selection, something like that. But I really like James Rowe. He'll be one that we'll be keeping an eye on, I think, uh, yep. come draft night. I, I was just, just going to go back on Callow for a second, Miller. Um, yeah. His biggest concern, which probably will see him slide late uh, towards the 40, 50 area, is his agility. He, he, yeah. He recorded a, a 61 centimetre vertical jump uh, standing and wasn't much better in the vertical either. Yeah. So I, th- I think his, his leap is probably the biggest concern, but his pace off the mark isn't too bad, but it's, it's his strength and his, um, and his marking abilities, I think is what is what's going to entice clubs to look at him a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy from the Lions Academy. We've heard of his brother plenty at the end of this year, Kitty and Coleman. But the younger of the two, Blake Coleman, is yes. also up on the draft table this year. Uh, looks very similar in many ways to his brother. Plays a sort of 
uh, similar role as that small forward pressure type uh, Miller and he looks like he's basically like for like and we might see the both of them in the same forward line together. Well, that'd be beautiful. I reckon a bid comes early though, boys, just quietly for this young man. I reckon he's got some very good attributes that a lot of teams would be very unwilling to sort of let slip. And I really like also, I really, I really like what he's got in terms of, I think the forward craft, like you said, Kat, is that he's got very like much, uh, you know, his brother, very uh, dexterous, uh, good crafty little forward. Uh, I think uh, his brother's probably more of a backman, but also Carter, Carter Michael uh, Doc or Michael Carter, whoever, whoever he is. <laughs> Carter, we love this guy as a, he's another Academy boy out of the Brisbane ranks, but I really love his kicking ability. Yeah. Look, um, he's, He's very, very uh, aggressive with the footy in his hands. He, 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 wants to move, he wants to get the ball moving forward. And, and more often than not, he actually gets the target spot on. So I think there's a lot to love about this kid. I think he's got, a, he's got plenty to offer. And, and his athletic attributes are pretty good as well. You know, 2.9 in the 20-meter sprint. And uh, uh, his 2K time trial is probably not the greatest, just under seven minutes. But I think his, his abilities with the footy in his hand is just um, is what's going to really entice clubs to put a bit on him. He reminds uh, me of young Trent McKenzie, Doc. Got, got a good shoe on him, does he? Yeah, very good shoe. Very long rooster with some depth and uh, can hit a target. I really like it. Mm. I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of teams keen on these uh, Lions Academy boys. Obviously, they've done a really good job of developing their young talent. We've seen a lot of them uh, even, you know, leave the club in the past few years. Ben Keys and Mitch Hinge and the likes uh, well, to find well, opportunities elsewhere. That's right. Mitch Double is another guy as well. I think Brisbane are looking at. He's a mature ager and he's a halfback operator. Uh, mm. I'm not sure where he's from though. Saxon Crozier is another one in their academy oh, that yeah. looks like he could go late, but might yeah. get some interest from other clubs. So, I, I was just going to say back on Blake Coleman because I didn't get a chance. Just on Blake Coleman, boys, just quickly. Uh, he's already a good size as well, just under 80 kilos. Mm. I, I think. This, I, I think I could I could echo your words exactly, Miller. I think he can go a, a lot earlier than what he's being predicted to go to. I think he's what mm. the projection is uh, third 30s. third round, I think. But I think yeah. he could he, he could actually go he could actually go in the second round somewhere. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if if a side like Richmond had a look. They, they seem that they they seem to love um, recruiting the, uh, the the Brisbane Academy boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we do yes. But but um, is is pressure his pressure ability his footy smarts and is Ford Craft as well? I think is what is what's going to um, oh, it's it's what's going to appease uh, quite a few quite a few sides because yeah. he's he's a hard worker, Blake Coleman, and just like his brother, just like his brother already. I think he's got a lot of something. Seems to have a bit more aerial presence as well. Um, marks quite well for his size from the sounds of it. Great call, so could be more of a half forward type as opposed to a forward pocket. Not 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 operator. Not a bad uh, vertical jump here as well at 75. That's yeah. 75 centimetres for his size anyway. Yeah. So, um, and also, also, I will just back on Saxon Crozier because I, I do like what this kid can bring. Tall, mm. tall, tall kind of unit, 190 centimetres. Needs to put on a bit of body though at, at just 80 kilos. But his, his work on the outside is very, very good. He's, he's um, very clean with his disposal. He, he works hard uh, both... Uh, both sides of the ground, so I, I think it, it'd be a, it'd be a very handy wingman with um, good scope to play on the inside. 
We also, sorry, before we get to the next one, Kat, we forgot to talk about Reese Nicholas. Um, Reese Nicholas. Um, he's a Re- Gold Coast Ac- Academy Reece, boy. Reese Nichols. Yep, the man. Uh, I reckon he'll land as a rookie rookie draft somewhere just quietly at the Suns, hopefully. Well, yeah, the Suns might not be able to fit him on because they don't have any more list spots. Well, that's very rude of them. So, at, uh, at, at this rate, the Suns will have about 65 players and Gil's going to tell them no. 140,000 <laughs> players. You can, you, like that. you can only have uh, one Matt Rowell and one Noah Anderson and you'll like it. Doc, <laughs> uh, Charlie Byrne, I know, is one that you're a big fan of. He's a bit of a weird one that's played both in Victoria and New South Wales. He's played for the Bush Rangers but is counted as an Allies player and will be drafted out of New South Wales. Uh, lots of comparisons to Lockie Ash. Yeah, look, that's, um, that, that, that one's news to me, but I do like what this kid can bring. I think he'll, he probably won't go early because, um, look, he's got, he's got a great kick on him. He's, he's, he's a great outside sort of player across mm. half-back and even push, push along the wing. But I think it's um, his rebounding abilities, his... Is is he's got a good he's got a good penetrating kick as well. So it's another another sort of uh, Trent McKenzie type Miller. Yep. Yeah, but, I think so. I but, think uh, that's a very good call. But uh, but a lot a lot of work to do on his um on his inside abilities. Only averaged just under two tackles a game and contested. Can any not not a bad contested contested ball winner, but could probably do with a little bit more um mm. work probably, on it. Yeah, he could probably do a little bit more work. Um, mm. But yeah, average average. What was his numbers here? Yeah, averaged uh, fifteen disposals for Murray last year in the. Um, That's pretty good. In the NAB league, which is okay. Uh, he he played played both along uh, halfback and in the middle on, on the wing. So uh, I, I think he I think he could be a handy little pickup late. Um, mm, he is. It, he does look like one that would be uh, later in the draft. I suppose um, teams like or. I don't know. We know Melbourne need a bit more on the outside. Uh, Melbourne need everything. Melbourne need everything. North <laughs> could look at look at picking him up as well. North, North could use another Lockie Young. Could, yes. Could Nick Martin was young. another one, boys, but I think he should have been in the Perth episode, but I forgot to talk about him. He was on my list. Um, oh, yes. Medium forward, uh, Doc. I don't know if you know much about him, but St. Kilda pretty interested in the, um, the 60... Uh, 60 pick range, which is where they sit. Are looking at him. Uh, I haven't got any notes about him, so. <laughs> oh well, I'll just tell you a bit about him. He's a good goalkeeper. Played at Subiaco. Uh, very consistent marking medium forward. Reminds me a little bit of Mitch Hannon and Matty Parker. Uh, obviously, they they got rid of Matt Parker, so could be a decent look in there, Cat or uh, mm. St Kilda. Yeah, that's not that's not a bad shout. I don't mind that. Don't mind that either. Remember that Nick Martin boys. Nick Martin. Um, what about? I, I want to bring up a, a player that another Tasmanian, uh, Sam Collins. Uh, not 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 to be confused. With, oh, hello. Not not to be not to be confused. With <laughs> is he getting the, drafted uh, again? Is he? <laughs> not to be not to be confused with the Gold Coast player. Um, although he does play, he does play as a as a medium defender, one eighty seven centimeter. <laughs> Are you sure it's not him? Uh, didn't exactly just like clone him. him and take him to Tasmania. <laughs> Two yes. brothers with the same name. Yes, Sam, yes, Sam. <laughs> yes, they cloned Sam Collins and took off a couple of uh, centimetres off his ankles. Has <laughs> well, Peter Bell had anything to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Peter Bell has travelled to Tasmania and and he said, all right, Sam, here's what you're going to do. You are going to be listed as 187, but you are really a 193 centimetre <laughs> key back. <laughs> um, Thanks, Peter. But 
he, he's a he's quite a good uh, quite a smart little uh, medium sized defender. He's very good at the intercept mark. His football IQ is very very good. So his uh, reading of the play is extraordinary, and he can certainly rebound and use the ball very very well off by foot. Mm. Uh, av- Averaged uh, 17 touches and five marks for the Tasmania last year across 13 games. Also 2.5 tackles, so he can tackle as a, as a halfback operator. And we love that. We, we don't we don't mind a, we don't mind a tackle, especially if it comes from uh, outside players. <laughs> but um, no, he, he's he's very he's a very handy player, and I think um just just a little bit of just a little bit of consistency in his in his game yeah. is, mm. is probably what it will probably take him back towards a, a, a later pick, but I certainly like the upside that he brings, uh, Sam Collins. I think we, we've talked about how much there's so many key prospects in this draft, but I think the the next thing that I've seen the most are these intercepting uh, rebound defender types. It seems like there's uh, a good chunk of them up for offer in this uh, Yeah, yeah in this there's, definitely, there's definitely, I think, Cat really, Mm. While there's plenty of key, there's lots of good talent all around for good teams to look at. So yeah. I think the team needs everyone can fill their role, especially in the first three rounds, because um, very deep draft and there's very exciting talent everywhere. And there's a guy we didn't talk about, uh, Tyler Brockman, boys, small forward. Uh, Hello. I think um, he, he's got some really good. His his speed is top notch. I really like that, and his goal sense is very good and sharp. Skills in and under reminds me a lot of Jared Cameron uh, in terms of his skill oh, okay. asset. So uh, I think somebody might have a look at him uh, in the sixty ranges as well. I like those guys that fall a bit later and got some of the proofs. So I think Richmond at sixty-one would have a look at him, and also uh, North Melbourne have seventy-one, which I definitely mm. have a look at Tyler. I tell you what, I reckon we're going to have more to say come late <laughs> in the draft than early. We found all these. Found all these uh, sliding prospects uh, seemingly from nowhere this year. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a stack class. So it's it very exciting class. for it us, is. isn't it, Kat? Because that means we don't have to sit there between the first and third round and go, this is boring because there's talent all over the board. So <laughs> we're going to be going, we're going to get to pick 60 and you're going, where's Tyler? Someone take Tyler. <laughs> Quick. Uh, be uh, that's the thing. If these guys don't get drafted, some of these late guys, they'll get rookie listed. So, um, mm. Or I think even, to... obviously, with the mid-season draft coming back, uh, these guys could see another chance if they play a bit of bit of state league yeah, absolutely. throughout the yeah. year. And then we'll, we'll, we'll be on the prowl for the next uh, Michael Knoll. So uh, <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay tuned for that. Not Make the next sense. Will Snelling or the next John Noble or the next Marlon Pickett. No, the next Michael Knoll. Uh, that reminds me, while we're talking about sort of news and whatnot, Cat, they have declared this week that the uh, mid-season draft will return for 2021. Yes, it's locked in. I believe it's uh, the start of June uh, they've locked it in for. So yeah. probably around about round 10 or 11, something like that. Which is good news because, I don't know what you boys think, but I'm a fan of the mid-year draft. It sort of produced players that are in most 22s. Uh, yeah, Snelling, Rusty, yeah. Pickett. Uh, there's another one somewhere. Noble. Noble. It Obviously, it worked really well for the handful that did get uh, did get consistent games. <laughs> Guys like uh, Kyle Dunkley and Cody Hurst and Lockie Hosey might have a few things to say about the mid-season draft. But... Oh, Cody Hurst got stiff, boys. Just like, just like, okay. Oh. Also, I did hear Kat uh, Essendon having a medical with Mitch Re- uh, Roden. Reardon. Oh, hello. That is very good news. Coming off his ACL, so I'm not sure how he'll fare, but hopefully 
He can get another crack. A rookie list, obviously. I think category yeah. B they might be looking at, so that'd be nice. Just what we need, another injury-riddled player on our list, <laughs> but no worries that at all. Right. Boys, just just one more um, player I, I forgot to rack one on. One more. Take Here us home, is. Doc. Before we, uh, before we go home. Uh, Ollie Davis from Tasmania. He's a... Yes. Very, very, very neat little inside midfielder type here. He averaged averaged really strong numbers for the Devils in the NAB League last year. Twenty two disposals, uh, nearly eight tackles a game, and uh, I'm just trying to get the clearance numbers here, but um, I can't exactly do my math. Uh, but <laughs> brain says no. But se- se- <laughs> seventy clearances, seventy clearances across thirteen games. Uh, do do the math, please. <laughs> Thirteen. How much is that, Doc? Uh, 70, 70, 70 clearances from thirteen games, dude. Jeez, that's so, about uh, that's it, about it, it, five, five and a half, I reckon. Nearly six. Hang on, I've just, what are you just, idiots trying to figure out? F- yeah, five, five, five clearances a game. So there you he, go. He's a very, very good contested uh, possession winner. Not overly, not overly quick, and probably doesn't hit the scoreboard as much. <laughs> Alex Miller goes. This isn't the A three maths podcast. How many? How many clear- What are you trying to figure out? <laughs> Seventy divided by thirteen. Is that yes. what you're saying? I yeah, believe yeah, that's what like, it was. It's about five and a half, five point four. Yeah, yeah, Alex yeah. Miller's the only the only maths boffin. <laughs> I'm trying to concentrate on the draft. Meanwhile, these dickheads are talking about Peter Bell stuff. We're trying to do some basic arithmetic, and we are. Figuring getting out yeah, it's, it's, a, it's roughly about 4.5 doc 4 point uh, sorry yeah. 5.4 yeah 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 about five yeah about five clearances which, which is very good not 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 overly quick and he can't exactly hit the scoreboard either but his his inside work is just very very good and i think it deserves a spot probably late in the draft you expect yeah. expect between 40 to 50 for um a, a kid like him but i really really like him well, I hope to see a few more of these Tasmanian kids get drafted this year. Like I said, they've had it a bit rough, the, uh, the Taswegians, <laughs> getting drafted the past couple of years. So plenty of prospects, and we'll be watching, uh, keeping a keen eye on them to see if they go late. Um, very much so. Of course, all these academy kids as well, looking very likely to get drafted. But uh, that is that for our draft previews. Uh, we are going to be live, as we said, uh, 7 o'clock, 7 p.m., Victorian time, Melbourne time, Wednesday night, the ninth, Wednesday, the ninth of December. We'll be there. We'll be covering the whole draft from start to finish. Hopefully, it doesn't take us all night, or uh, or we're going to have a couple of words to say to Mr. McLaughlin. But we will be there. So tune in on Facebook, seven p.m. Melbourne time. A3 Footy Podcast on Facebook. We're on all the other socials as well, at A3 Footy Podcast on Instagram, at A3 Footy on Twitter, and of course, the email as well, a3footy at gmail.com. Make sure you get us, get any last minute thoughts, suggestions, feelings, energies towards us. We'd love to uh, love to hear them ahead of the draft. If you've got any questions about any of the guys we've talked about, anyone we haven't talked about, or anyone you think uh, is going to be going in the draft, please let us know, a3footy yes. at gmail.com. Very, very, wow. very, very keen for the draft, boys. It's going to be a—it's a draft unlike no, unlike any other, as they as they've said for the last. It's be odd. Does it still have a two days, boys? Has it rounds one to three tomorrow? I believe it is only going to be on the one day this year. Okay, yeah. so it's all happening tomorrow. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. The, the national draft is on the Wednesday, and then they're doing all the rookie stuff the day yes. after. Yes, Excellent. Excellent. we'll keep you, of course, up to date on uh, 
if any of our any of our favourites get drafted late in the rookie draft or anything like that, we'll have it all over the socials. I'm sure we'll be very excited for our, I'm, I'm, our favourites. I'm, I'm wanting Ollie Davis drafted, boys. I really yes. want him. <laughs> yes, get them all in. Get them all. In. There it is. All right. Um, but with all that said, make sure you join us. Then I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. Stay tuned for the live draft and uh, we hope it goes well for all the young men getting drafted. So good luck to all of them and uh, we're very keen. Thanks for joining us. See ya.